Palm Sunday, and it's March 28. We'll begin with reading the triumphal entry, uh, Mark 11, 1 through 11, and we'll enjoy a short video together and then uh, get into Daniel 7. Triumphal entry, Mark 11, 1 through 11, reading here from the New Living Translation. As Jesus and his disciples approached Jerusalem, and by the way, I'm going to use the uh, Greek and Hebrew names for these two cities for a purpose. As Jesus and his disciples approached Jerusalem, they came to the towns of Bethphage and Bethania on the Mount of Olives. And Jesus sent two of them on ahead. Go into that village over there, he told them. As soon as you enter it, you will see a young donkey tied there that no one has ever written, ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks, what are you doing? Just say, the Lord needs it, and it will return soon. The two disciples left and found the colt standing in the street tied outside the front door. As they were untying it, some bystanders demanded, what are you doing untying that colt? And they said what Jesus had told them to say, and they were permitted to take it. Then they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their garments over it, and he sat on it. Now, remember this road, uh, they had previous, Jesus and his followers had previously uh, uh, been in the Galilee area, and then they came down through Jericho. And in just as they were about to leave Jericho, they encountered uh, blind Bartimaeus, who requested his sight back. Jesus, of course, performed that miracle. And that road from Jericho to Jerusalem was uh, topographically very tough. Lots of rocks and, and ruts, and, and it, it was a hard road to hike. And then along the way, there were also bandits. So uh, it was not an easy trek there from Jericho to Jerusalem. So as they approach uh, Bethphage and, and uh, Bethania, uh, the followers of Jesus are probably very happy about that. If you remember, uh, Bethany or Bethania is where uh, Mary, Martha, and Lazarus lived, and that is where Jesus uh, sort of made his headquarters when he was in uh, the area of Judea. And if you remember as well, uh, this cult was actually uh, uh, the uh, uh, cult of a mother donkey who was there as well. And uh, the mother of donkey probably escorted the colt. So it's not only the young colt, but uh, the mother donkey that came as well. And what was significant about that is when kings of the time would, would ride into a region or a city they had conquered, uh, they would ride in on their, their majestic horse, you know, as to make a statement. Well, here comes Jesus, this humble Messiah, riding in on the colt of a donkey, which was a symbol for peace. So the expectations of the crowd were varied. Uh, those who were hoping for a, a political conqueror to crush Rome were expecting maybe a horse, not this humble Messiah on a donkey or, uh, or a colt. Now, about throwing the clothing, the outer garments, and the palm branches and, and the greenery in front of Jesus, part of that was because this road was so dusty and, and nasty that this was a way of making the way um, uh, cleaner and a little more smooth for Jesus and his followers as they came along. So there was not only an honorary purpose in, in throwing the, the, 
greenery and, and the garments before Jesus, but it was also a very practical thing in that it kept the dust down and provided a very smooth surface for them to follow. All right, so in verse 8, many in the crowd spread their garments on the road ahead of him, and others spread leafy branches they had cut in the fields. Uh, John, by the way, in his narrative specifically cites the palm branches, so that's why we have it as Palm Sunday. Jesus was in the center of the procession, and the people all around him were shouting, Praise God! This is a quote from Psalm 118. Blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessings on the kingdom of our ancestor David. Praise God in highest heaven. And then uh, this closing verse 11 is very interesting. So Jesus came to Jerusalem and went into the temple. After looking around carefully at everything, he left because it was late afternoon. Then he returned to Bethany or Bethania with the 12 disciples. What's significant about this is he took a look around and what did he see? What he saw were the people who were local and lazy, and instead of bringing their uh, unblemished uh, animals to sacrifice, they just bought one uh, that was ceremonially, ceremoniously appropriate uh, at the temple. And so there was an act of kind of rote or laziness in that. Not the people who were coming from long, far away. That was legitimate for them because their animals wouldn't, wouldn't survive the, uh, the trip and still be <coughs> appropriate for sacrifice. But in addition to that, as you recall, <coughs> the temple had its own currency. You could not bring travelers checks uh, from uh, Jerusalem Express there. Uh, it wouldn't work. You had to change your currency for the temple currency. And what was happening, as you recall, is the money changers there were charging exorbitant prices to change exchange your money for the temple currency so you could buy an animal to sacrifice. Well, Jesus saw all this, but it was late in the day. He looked carefully around, but it was late in the day. So he and his followers returned to Bethany or Bethania uh, with the 12 disciples. He came back the next day and did the cleansing of the temple, the second cleansing. Remember the first cleansing uh, uh, w uh, occurred right after the wedding, the miracle of, of the wedding at Cana. And that was the first cleansing of the temple. The second one happens here. Uh, right as the Passion Week is starting before his uh, arrest and, and torture and crucifixion and, and resurrection. And so uh, the, the point being that uh, Jesus would come back and cleanse the temple. And as <clears throat> something I'd like you to think about is, as we watch and listen to this next segment is that I'd, I'd like you to think about us being there in that crowd. What would we be expecting if we were the average Jewish person? Or what would we be expecting if we were Gentiles as we are, but uh, we were believers in God or even believers in Jesus Christ and were coming as Gentiles to go to the court of the Gentiles to do what we could to participate in the Passover. How did we view Jesus? How would we view him? Would we understand that he was the Messiah? Were we among those that thought he would be the 
um, thought he would be a conquering political king and that he would dump Rome and conquer it. Uh, who, who would we think this Jesus is? And that's, uh, that's the object of, of this. Let's, let's listen. The Bible says that as Jesus and his disciples approached Jerusalem, he sent two of them to get a donkey and her colt. This fulfilled the prophecy in Zechariah. Behold, your king is coming to you. Righteous and having salvation is he, humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. Jesus mounted the donkey and rode into Jerusalem. Many laid their cloaks on the road before him and brought palm branches to wave and celebrate. Hosanna in the highest heaven. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna to the son of David. But not all who were there understood him. Some called him only a prophet, believing him wise, but denying his divinity. Some raged and cheered for a revolution, hoping he would liberate them from their oppressors. To others, he was nothing more than an interruption. Even as children ran to him and shouted for joy, his enemies wove through the crowd, watching, seething, plotting. The range of reactions was great and wide. Celebration, worship, revolutions, deception, cynicism, condemnation, boredom, disinterest. But every single person had to confront one thing, who he was. Behold, your king is coming to you. Lord, we thank you that we can look back with 2020 vision and know who you are and know that you are the king of kings, the Lord of lords in the past, in the present, and in the future, that you will never leave us nor forsake us. But we can understand that there was confusion at the time. Yeah. Who did people think Jesus was as he entered the city of Jerusalem on that little colt of a donkey, that symbol of peace? Lord, we, uh, we thank you that we know, and that we have the knowledge of that through your word. And as we open Daniel 7 today, as it weaves itself into the tapestry of revelation, Lord, help us make all the connections in our mind, and, and we celebrate the future. We celebrate what's going to happen. We celebrate the millennial kingdom and then the new heaven and the new earth. Thank you that we are destined to be part of that forever. And so, Lord, um, hone us today. Make us into the witnesses that you want us to be, the ambassadors for you to a world that needs you so much. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 